Father, we have come together at this glorious commissioning service. We know that you, Lord, you make no mistakes. And everybody gathered in this hall, they are gathered because you chose them specially, both old and young specially selected for a time like this. Lord, we ask that the brooding of your Spirit will come mightily upon us and that transformation and impact will be the fruit of this encounter. All to your glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. What I feel the Lord has put in my heart is a topic called living for profit. Living for profit. And um, I tell people that I'm not a preacher. I'm not even a teacher, really, but I am a voice, and I simply share my heart. So permit me to just share my heart with you this evening. I'd like to share seven things under this topic, living for profit living for profit. Um, where is my son? Nasser. Alright. So I came with my young young soldier, my armor bearer. And uh, I just want to make sure he's here as we proceed. Matthew chapter 25. And I want to read from verse 14. I will not read the whole text all the way to 30, but I'll read a portion and then proceed to explain. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. And he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Just to lay a foundation, I want to say that this message 
It's not for everybody. You know, there are messages that are for everybody where we want everybody to benefit. This message may not benefit everybody. But I pray that you will be among those that this message was meant for. You see, in verse 14, Jesus is likening what we are discussing here to the kingdom of heaven. He says, like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. This is a message for one category of people. It's a message for people who classify themselves as servants, but also whom God classifies as servants. I hope you know that there's a difference. You can classify yourself a servant and God does not classify you a servant. I hope you know that. In this case, the Bible says, this man, referring of course to the Lord, he says he gave, New King James says, he gave his own servants. Do you see the possessiveness there? Do you see the clarity of definition? We are not talking of Christians. We are not talking of born again Christians. We are not talking of those ordained to ministry. We are not talking of general overseers or pastors. We are not talking of any other classification. There is only one classification here. What is the classification? He says, not just servants. He says, my own servant. The Lord is saying, there are some, oh, is somebody hearing me? When the Lord looks upon the church, when the Lord looks upon the world, there are some people, he says, these ones are what? My own, my own servants. Some of you are the servants of other servants. And what that means is some of us, we jump when some men talk, but we sit when God speaks. Some people are more loyal to their pastors and ministers than they are loyal to the Lord God Almighty. And the Lord says, maybe you are servants of others. But I am not calling you my own servants. Point number one is foundational. That there are a group of people on the earth. The Lord God says, these ones are my own servants. He makes his servants flames of fire. These ones are my own servants. Please don't misunderstand me because we all serve in the body of Christ and in our local churches we are called to serve 
and we should serve one another. But the caveat here is that our primary, our uppermost, our most intentional loyalty is to one and only. Is somebody following me? And that one is the Lord God Almighty. And when you look up to him, you say, my Lord, my Father. He says, you are my own. May that be our testimony in the name of Jesus. Can you say, I am one of his own. I am one of his own servants. He says he called his own servants and delivered something to them. I'm reading from New King James. Maybe other Bible translations may render it differently. But my own version says, delivered his goods. That means God is saying, I have some goods. But these goods I will deliver only to one category of people. And those are people that are my own servants. So, the Lord has already given goods to some people. Not that he will give, but he has given to his servants. It's point number one very clear. The issue of his own servants, and these his own servants, he has given his own goods. I forgot my power bank in my hotel room and I tried to find someone who could have a cable for my phone and nobody had. So uh, Brother Moses said, can I go with your son back to the room? And they went to the room. Initially I thought, will they let them go into the room and take something from my room and come out? But soon and after that, my son walked in here with my power bank. And it occurred to me that once they saw him, they said, this one is his own. Is somebody following me? That his own can enter his own room and bring his own goods and nobody challenges him. Moses, brother Moses is a wonderful brother. I love him so much. But I doubt he could have entered my room to get my power back. I expect my young son just walking up and saying the key to the room. You see, this issue is not about age. It's about who you are. It's about who you are. When you are his own, he will deliver his goods to you. Oh, somebody is not hearing me. Honestly, I believe in prayers. Honestly, I believe in fasting and I do that with all my heart. But there are some things you receive by reason of who you are, not by what you do. I did not have to write a letter of introduction for my son. They saw me check into the room with him. They had brought food into the room for both of us. They knew this one is his own. So when he reappeared without the father, they knew 
He couldn't have come on his own accord. That's why Jesus could say things like, Father, I know you hear me always. I know you hear me always. May we be his own servants, carrying his own goods in the name of Jesus. Point number two that connects with that in verse 15, it says, And to one he gave five, to another he gave two, and to another he gave one, each according to his own ability. Now, do you notice? They were all his servants, they were all his own, but their abilities were different. And so, the distribution of goods are not at the same level. Ah, sir, please come, sir. Please come. Permit me, I love to demonstrate. You know, ah, we taught you in the class. And then, I was shocked when it came to time for singing. And who was the lead singer now? I said, where did this talent come from? But do you know, imagine I come and I say, don't you know I'm Dr. Chinedu? Eh? Let me sing. <laughs> you know, as they were singing, God was present. There was a time the brother was lost in the spirit. He was just singing. I was just shaking in my table. I said, God. God came. As he was singing. You see, if I started singing, God will leave. God will leave. There are some people, by reason of talent, they attract. Some people, for lack of talent, they distract. Listen to me. If you use your talent right, you attract. If you use your talent wrong, you distract. He says, he gave each man according to what? Can I ask you a question? Who gave that ability? So, do you see the beauty of God here? He gives the goods and he gives the ability to use the goods so that no man will have excuse. You are both giving the goods, the talents, and you are giving also what? The ability to use the goods. May I say something here? which I pray you don't misunderstand. One sign of foolishness is comparing yourself with another man. I'm a writer and I love to write. But I can't compare with Dr. Ferdinand. I had to call him once and say, bro, when do you find time to write? Eh? I have like 20 books waiting to be written. No time. 
This man, when I blink, a new book is out. <laughs> like joke, like joke, the whole TIB is out now what? In a book. But I thank God for the men God has given you around you. What am I saying? It is foolishness. The height of foolishness to compare yourself with another man. You know why? Each man's gift is different. Each man's ability is different. And you are different. So operate in your gifting. Operate in the ability God gave you. And be satisfied. Others may challenge you to grow, but never say, he is better, I am better. Find your lane and run in your lane. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Is point number two clear? Each man given talents according to what? Ability. Can you say, I will grow in my abilities. I will grow in my talents. If you are here, and you are his servant, his own servant. Can I announce to you, you have talents deposited in you. And brethren, you know, those of you close to me know that I call myself a restless pilgrim. I'm restless not in the negative but the positive sense. Because I realize that the deposits of God in me they must be fully delivered. So, there isn't too much time for playing or drinking ice cream and running around. Because I say to myself, the one who went is coming back. So, the other man may be operating at his level. Don't compare yourself with his level. Number three, just connecting the flow in verse 16. It says then, he who had received five talents, New King James says, went and traded with them. Went and did what? Traded, traded. It is the will of God that we multiply what is upon our lives. Every gift and every grace of God on our life is meant for reproduction. But this involves activity. This involves trading. This involves mobility. So for every one of us, I want to plead with you. I want to plead with you that you see yourself as someone who must trade, who must develop, who must grow, who must multiply. Don't be static. Can I say that everything God gives to you, if it is not improving or multiplying, it is dying. 
Have you noticed there are some gifts some of you may have had some time ago, you no longer have them. But I'll deal with that a bit later on. May we trade, may we multiply, may we grow in the name of Jesus. Why is that? Because we find that as they traded, the Bible says that they made profit. They traded and the one who had five made another five talents. Likewise, who received two made another two. Please, can I ask a question if you don't mind? Those of you who are good with math. The man who had five talents and traded and made another five, what was the percentage of growth? 100%. Okay. There's another man who had two and traded and made two more. What's the percentage? Can I ask you a question? Who was better from the two? Do you know that it is not what, it's not how much you produce, but the quantity of profit you make? Do you know that in your two percent or your two talents God has given you, you are judiciously, effectively, efficaciously multiplying it. Someone will look at you and say, but you only produce two more. Look at me. But you know, if Ferdinand was given five and he produced three more, in heaven's eyes, who is a better servant? The man who produced two more. Oh, somebody needs to understand what I'm saying. But do you know here on earth we'll be celebrating that this man has how many now? How many? Eight. He said, look at this man. He has eight. A glorious ministry. Eight. Eight. And you have only how many? So who should we be celebrating? The man who has eight. Who is heaven celebrating? The man who has four. So, am I not foolish to compare myself with you? So, what if God had given me ten talents? What if God had given me ten talents? And God is saying, I need you to produce hundred percent. What should I be producing? Ten more. And here I am. I may be comparing with a man who has two talents and he's producing two more. And I am congratulating myself that I'm ahead of him. Because I am more known, I am more traveled, I am more celebrated, I am more acknowledged in the public. My name is on many books. People identify me everywhere I go. And people say, this is a man changing his world. But when heaven looks down, heaven says you are performing greatly below installed capacity. 
And then here is a man, faithful in a small corner. In a small corner with his two. But with that small two, he's reproducing two. 100% full reproduction. Can you say, I will produce 100%? The topic is living for profit. I live for profit. For the profit of the kingdom. Can I ask you another question, please, if you will permit me? The man who had five and the man who had two, who owned those talents they were using? The master, right? When he produced for profit, who owned the profit? Do you know, in reality, the servant owned nothing? Oh, you are not getting what I'm saying. Do you know you, you don't own anything? All these things we are celebrating as ours, they are not ours. Nothing, nothing is yours, brothers and sisters. Well, except if you are not his own servant. That's why I said this message is only for what? His own servants. Because his own servants, they know nothing. The one who sings says, I know even this singing is not mine. The one who teaches says, I know even this teaching is not mine. That's what the Bible says. Even those of you who think you are teachers, you will be judged more severely. Because, you know, I'm afraid. Sometimes I think something is wrong with me. Because I open the Bible, brothers, and the word of God is jumping at me. You know, I can be in one chapter for two weeks. I try to go around. I can't move. The word of God is coming alive. Woe betide a man who says that came from him. That you see what you see is because someone helped you to see. That you do what you do is that someone, the beloved, is walking, saying, I want you to expand for me. It's not about you. That's why there's a crisis in church when men begin to take the glory. Are you following me? When men begin to take the glory, there's a crisis. Because as the talents begin to multiply and people gather, it is easy to begin to say, it is me. But it's not you. It's not you. It's not me. His own servants are always saying, please don't look at me. There's someone else at work. Oh, I love those early apostles. They gathered around them, started to bring sheep and goat and oxen to slaughter. You know what they did? They tore their garments. You know what it means for a Jew to naked himself? He tore his garments. They said, look, 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 I'm bare-chested. Does this look like a God? I am just like you. You see my chest with hair. Open your own. We are the same. Then they now turned around and said, let's beat them. Since they are not gods, then. <laughs> the people 
people celebrating you today when they discover you are a near man. <laughs> Don't trust these people. These people jumping around you. The day they just discover, uh uh-uh, uh, so you're Ferdinand, so you're just like us. You start to see stones. I will make profit for my king. You see, I stretch myself. Sometimes I need to make a balance so I can rest my body so that I can go farther. Sometimes I need to just hold the brakes because what is burning within me is saying, I need to burn this candle at both ends. What is within me is saying, this talent in my life I need to burn this thing up. It must be 100% profit. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm forced to rest, I start feeling guilty. The Lord says, no, there's a time to rest. There's a time to allow the body gather energy. Then you burn again. But I want to say to everybody hearing me, May you stretch yourself. Why? Point number five in verse 21. In fact, you know, before I even go to that point number 21, there is something I needed to bring in um, verse 20. You know, it says, He who received five talents came and brought the five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look. I want to bring out the word what? Look. What is look? You know, hey, a day is coming that some people will say to the Lord, look. It's a showcase. It's a showcase. So come, sir. You know, imagine now, on that day, just ahead of you, a dear brother came. He said, who is this? He said, brother Paul, formerly Saul. Say yes. And Saul says, by the grace you gave to me and the talent you deposited on me, look. Look, Galatia was rich. Look, Philippi was rich. Look, Rome. Look, Colosse. Look, Corinth. Look, look. And the father smiles. Say, yes, that was my grace at work. Yes, you use my talents well, 100%. Come in. You know, look, I'm, I'm going to talk about that. That's the next point. He said, he said something. I'm going to talk about what he said. Now, after that, Reverend comes in. You know, how many of you have been to the U.S. Embassy before when they are issuing visa? Eh? You know, it's a, it's a fearful thing. <laughs> you know why it's fearful? Those of you who don't know, better pray. 
Because the person in front of you, when they are interviewing him, you'll be hearing the conversation. And I think it's deliberate. It's some kind of psychology thing there. Because there's a small speaker that will be echoing. So they'll be asking, why are you going to the U.S.? Say, well, I want to visit my, uh, my daughter's mother's sister. <laughs> you see people talking. They say, well, okay. And then you are next. So because you are hearing, you are shifting your own argument. <laughs> you are beginning to reorganize your story. Because when they tell that person, sorry, we can't give you visa, you say, Kai, that story won't work for me. <laughs> Recently, and I say this with a lot of sorrow, so I'm not making a mockery, a lady in front of me left, weeping, weeping, weeping. So, I sense on that day, the man in front of you, you will be hearing him. As he's saying, look, 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 look. And then it's your turn. You know, before you were going to say, you know, ah, praise God, I want one person to Christ. And you know, in my city, I used to just uh, pray for people sometimes. <laughs> then the man in front of you was poor. You know, it becomes difficult for you to say something. <laughs> Look, I am praying on that day. I will not come after Brother Ferdinand. <laughs> you know, maybe I will come on that after Brother Femi. I'll just come behind Brother Femi and say, okay. <laughs> but dangerous. But the point I'm making, I hope you understand. Some people will stand before you and they will say, look. You know what they're saying is, behold. You know, you can't say look carelessly. You say look when there's what? Something to show. There's evidence. God bless you, bro. You can say look. You gave me this talent. Look at what came out. Oh, brothers and sisters, may you say look on that day. May you not be ashamed to say look. Look, look. Look. Yes, Brother Paul, I know you had Colossae, Philippi, Rome, but me too, I am going to say my own look. I may not have Maybe God gave you 50 talents. Maybe God gave me two talents. But when I'm talking my own look, heaven will know my two talents was maximally multiplied. I won't be ashamed. I won't be afraid. You cannot intimidate me by your own. Because I know with my own, I entered 100%. But where shame we come is when that man is talking, the Spirit of God is telling you, you 
Did you maximize? Mm. Behold a man who maximized. Mm. Please sit down, sir. Can you say, I will say, look. I will not be ashamed. Oh, I cannot hear you. I will not be ashamed. On that day, I will not be ashamed. I will say, look. With boldness. With confidence. I will say, look. I made profit. Because verse 21, after that, he said, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. I cannot wait to hear that word. I cannot wait. May that be what we shall hear on that day. When everything is said and done, if you don't hear this, something is wrong. Do you know to enter heaven without well done, good and faithful servant, there's no more joy. I don't even know whether you can enter without that statement. Only God knows. But imagine, even if they said, enter. Kai. No commendation, no recognition that your life made profit for the kingdom. No, say, heaven will recognize me by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Can you say, I will not sneak into heaven. I will not crawl into heaven. I'm not a cockroach. I am his own servant. Baba will look at me and say, Beloved, well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant, well done. Let me just touch two points and then we close. Now the opposite. You see in verse 26. Verse 25 says, this man who, was, who had one talent, he says, I was afraid. What are you afraid about? I went and hid your talent to the ground. Look. You see, this man is also saying, look. Shameless people. Shameless men. Who should be ashamed of their barrenness are still gallivanting around in shamelessness, pointing at nothingness, celebrating emptiness. Big words that make no difference for the kingdom. I want to give you a warning. You can be busy and you're not making profit. It is possible that what heaven gave you is still how heaven gave you and there's no increase. It's possible. And if today, today, as you hear my voice, you are sensing that the talent of God in your life has not been multiplying, maybe today is a day to cry out. Because... On that day, you cannot say to him, look, what you gave me is the same thing I'm giving you. It won't work. 
no excuse will be acceptable. Do you know there's only one reason why people don't reproduce? It's not lack of grace. Because the same grace and ability that the man who had five had, and the man who had two had, the man who had one had. So it's not preferential treatment. God showed me the reason. You know what's the reason? Just one thing. Look at what he said. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. One thing we're going to pray against today is laziness. Another version called it slothfulness. You know, the Bible says, don't be slothful in business. Have you read that? You know, before it says fervent in spirit, what did it say first? Not slothful. Not because slothfulness kills fervency. Slothfulness is laziness. It's a sense of pampering yourself. It's not that the capacity is not there. But it's the unwillingness to stretch. The unwillingness to go the extra mile. The unwillingness to burn the candle at night. The unwillingness to try by the grace that he gives. He says you are slothful. That's why you buried this thing. You are slothful. You didn't want to trade. You know, New Living Translation says, he that was given five invested it. He went and traded. He went about. He did something. He was busy. Brethren, can I confess to you, and those of you who are in my shoes, you understand, that serving the Lord can be very tiresome. Yeah, he gives us rest on the inside. But I tell you, it can be tiresome. I've been walking in Lagos, walking. I left Lagos. The night I left Lagos, I slept maybe two hours. You know, after that two hours, I flew early in the morning to Kaduna, landed in Kaduna, had sessions for two days, counseling day and night, left Kaduna, landed Lagos two days ago, meetings in Lagos round the clock, till late last night, slept about two, three hours, boarded a flight by 5 a.m., and I'm here today. You know, sometimes I get to my room, my whole body is what? It's broken. Like I said earlier, I've learned the secret to find times to allow the body to rest. But I'm giving that example to say that people who are slothful, they just like to rest. They will sleep, they will eat, they will watch television, they will listen to music, then they will talk, talk, laugh, laugh, just talk, discuss politics, discuss Olympics, UEFA Cup. They analyze all the players in Premier League. They know all the people in the different, you know, but when it comes to the issues of the kingdom, lazy, lazy, lazy people, the Lord delivers us from laziness. Laziness is a wicked spirit. It will cripple your capacity. You see, there are some bad fellows that go together. Laziness 
comes also with a bedfellow called overeating. You see, people that eat too much, you eat, your metabolism is overworking, draining blood from your brain, sleep is always around you. You see, by 7 a.m., empty breakfast. Before 12, another one. Bah! Before 5, another one. Before They are eating, eating, eating. Where will you walk? You read your Bible, before you read 10, 15 minutes, sleep has taken you. No exercise. You don't stretch yourself. Slothfulness is a wicked spirit in the end times. We must fight it. You know why? It is killing the capacity of God in many of us. It's killing the capacity of God. You see a man like T.D. Jakes, he looks so big. But what that man is doing, many of us are not doing all. Look at the books he's producing. Do you know how many times he's preaching? Don't judge a man by his looks. You see somebody who looks very slim like his feet. Yet, some, I know people, they eat five times what I eat. It doesn't show. I say, bro, how come you are the same size? I say, I don't know. <laughs> he will eat, 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 but he doesn't add weight. The Lord deliver us from slothfulness. Can you just say, I will not be slothful. In these last days, I will not be lazy. I will not be lazy. Because laziness and wickedness are friends. You see, Jesus said, you wicked and what? Lazy servants. You see, bedfellows. Wicked. Why are you wicked? Because what I gave you to do, you did not do. Final point and we'll pray. Number seven on our list. And this is an encouragement to some, but also a fearful reminder to some. Verse 29. Everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Brother, I'm not wishing you evil, but the reality of scripture is this. If you are not using the talent God gave you, and I am using mine effectively, God will take yours and give me. And may that never happen to you in the name of Jesus. You will find some people they are growing in grace. They are growing in capacity. They are growing in ministry gifts. They are expanding in expression. And some others are shrinking. Some other people are shrinking. Why? Because God found some people faithful. Some people were making profit. And God added to them. Say, Lord, add to me. Lord, add to me. Rise to your feet and say, Lord... I want more. Can you say, God, I am your servant. I want more. I want more. Where I am, I'm not even satisfied with five talents. I'm not satisfied with two talents. 
I'm asking Lord for an increase. Oh, some people, I need you to pray. I'm asking for an increase, Lord. Increase of talents. Increase of capacity. Increase of faithfulness. I'm asking for increase. I will not be static in the name of Jesus. Church, lift your voice and say, yes, I will not be static in the name of Jesus. I will not be static, Lord. I will not be static, Lord. I need more. I need more. I need more. More of you. More of your presence. More of your grace. More of your capacity. More of your enablement. I need more. In Jesus' name we pray. Just two or three more prayers. Number two is, can you say, Lord, 100%. Even if I have one talent, 100%. Can you say, Lord, I will produce by the grace of God, 100%. Begin to talk to the Lord. Grace to produce 100%. Grace to produce 100%. Grace to make profit for the kingdom, not for me. I will produce for the kingdom. Because of my life, increase in the kingdom will come. On earth, increase in the kingdom will come. On earth, increase in the kingdom will come. Hundred percent, Lord. Can you be bold and say, Lord, I don't want fifty percent? Can you be bold and say, I don't want seventy-five percent? Can you be bold to say, Lord, even ninety percent, I don't want? Whatever you deposited in me, Lord, grace for hundred percent. Grace for hundred percent. Grace for hundred percent. In Jesus' name, we pray. Two more prayer points. Can you say, Lord, on that day I will say, Look, and you will be proud of me, Lord. On that day, can you say, Lord, I will not crawl on that day. I will not be ashamed on that day. On that day, I will say, Look. On that day, I will say, Look. I will not compare with anybody. I will say, Look. Based on what you put in me, I will say, Look. Look, oh God, the reward of your faithfulness in my life. The reward of your grace in my life. The reward of the gift of God in my life. Look, look, Jesus. Look, look, Jesus. Finally, I want you to turn to somebody. You're going to pray for somebody. And you're going to say to that person, you will not be slothful. Just pray for somebody. You will not be slothful. Some people are slothful and wicked. Say, I forbid it in your life in the name of Jesus. It does not show on your face. It may not show. But heaven may think you are slothful. You cannot be slothful. Brother, I forbid slothfulness. I refuse slothfulness in your life. 
Anything that adds to slothfulness, I resist it. Any excesses, any practices, any kind of thing that adds to slothfulness, I say no to slothfulness. I say no to slothfulness. In your life, you will not be slothful. Decree that over the sister next to you, over the brother next to you, you will not be slothful. The father forbids you to be slothful. You will maximize the grace of God on your life. You will maximize the grace of God on your life. Jesus name we pray. But adventure you are here and you are saying, I know I have not been making profit. And you are saying, Lord, today I am dedicating myself afresh. Would you please quickly come to the altar? Our time is over. You are saying, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You are saying, I know, I know. The talent God gave me, I've not been using it maximally. Please come. We don't have time. We don't have time. Uh, don't kneel down and think. Just stand. Just stand. Just you are saying, Lord, I know I have not been faithful. Maybe I have been doing something, but it, I know it's not 100%. I know there's been some slothfulness around my practice. You are not coming to me. Just come to Jesus and say tonight I dedicate myself and I am begging you Jesus please can you beg Jesus can you say Lord I am sorry the capacity you gave me I've not been maximizing it I cannot say look listen to me friends listen to me listen to me Listen to me, listen to me. I need us to pray properly. A friend of mine, I wouldn't have come for this meeting today. I tried to cancel it. Because just yesterday, I called a friend of mine. He said, my brother just died. This wonderful young man, he just clocked 50, celebrated his 50th birthday. Last week, headache, headache, COVID, COVID, no COVID, heart attack, and he's gone. When he called me, I was shocked. Listen to me. Some of you think you have time, but you don't have time. Because nobody knows the the day or the time. A time is coming when you will have to say, look, that day could be next week, it could be next month. But between now and that day, God is giving you another chance. Is somebody following me? Can you say, Lord, between now and that day, give me a fresh unction for maximal utilization of the grace of God on my life. If you want to join them, join them quickly. Our final prayer. Just say, God, before that day comes, increase grace on my life. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I have not poured myself on the altar like I should. I have not been making profit. Cry to the Lord, brothers. Sisters, cry to the Lord.
Cry to the Lord. Just cry to the Lord. Just cry to the Lord.